Greetings and salutations and welcome to the saga of Steve Rogers. My name is Tom and I'm glad to have you here. If you're here for the first time, where have you been? There's so many episodes behind us in the archives. This is episode 260 something. Uh, go back and listen to saga of Steve Rogers.com is a website. Steve at saga of Steve Rogers.com is the email address. If you're listening and you're like, man, I have a great idea. Shoot that email to me. Tell me that idea. Let me uh, make your idea a reality. If you're sitting there thinking, God, I think uh, I'd like to be on a show. Shoot me an email. Tell me you want to come on. Um, I've got a good number of uh, episodes set up next couple of weeks, but this one is a solo Tom episode. So I recorded this. I think it was the day before Easter. Um, and I talk a lot about COVID and how it's affecting my life, my family, um, why I've had to uh, change a lot of things <clears throat> that I do and why COVID, even though I don't have the coronavirus, um, how, it, how it can impact me more than other people because of you know, some of the medical conditions that I have uh, genetically inherited. Thank you to my parents. Um, uh, mom and dad, what's up? Um, but so this was a, a solo episode. It was a lot of fun. I had a good time. I don't do a lot of these. I did actually sit here and talk to one of my action figures, but I can't remember which one it was. I think it was Cheetor. Um, but what I do when I do a solo episode, so I don't do a bunch of ums and I probably, somebody that's listening is going to go, yeah, he did 72 ums again, dickhead. Um, I probably <laughs> just did one there. Who's 79. I will do a bunch of ums, but I try to talk to something other than just talking to the microphone, and it usually works out a little better. So hopefully there's not 79 ums. But thanks for listening. I appreciate it. This is a fan-supported saga of Steve Rogers, fan-supported podcast. So pay for the website, pay for the domain, pay for all the equipment. So if you're enjoying the show, give back if you can uh, patreon.com slash saga of steve rogers is a way to give back there's little incentives for people that listen and that support the show but if you can't do that won't do that that's fine dude um, what you can do is share the link tell people that um, are in your world that may not know of my show hey here's this show and there's this little chucklehead thinks he's funny as fuck um, and, uh, let people hear it. Thanks again. I appreciate everything you guys do. Even if you don't share the link and won't tell somebody, if you could give me feedback, you could shoot that email. Uh, everybody has, well, I shouldn't say everybody. A lot of people have one of those little, uh, catfish email addresses. So I won't know that it's like Eric Johnson at yahoo.com. And I'm like, fuck you, Eric. I don't want your feedback. You're a asshole for saying that about me, but give me your feedback, please. Good, bad, not indifferent. Keep your indifferent feedback to you. But thanks for listening. Uh, here is my solo Steve episode. And uh, thanks for listening. Love you guys. Bye. Hello, and welcome to the Rodriguez Report. My name is Asbel Rodriguez. So I was speaking to my brother last week. He tells me he was at Disney World. Excuse me? Did you come down to Florida and not tell me? No, no, he says. He just came back from New Jersey. Apparently, New Jersey just opened one of the biggest entertainment centers in the in the country. It has roller coasters and animal petting areas and all type of theme park rides that you would find in a Disney property. It even has a skating rink. Wow, I say. Did you get to try many of the rides? He said he did all of them and he hit the roller coaster five times. 
How the hell did you do that, I said. And that's when he finally said to me that no store that actually sells merchandise is open yet. The place is still in the planning stages, and they opened up the rides to attract people and get the whole word-of-mouth thing going. Not only that, but the planners of the mall knew that the project would not be successful unless it had elaborate public transportation from the five boroughs of New York City. And by elaborate, I mean that you can take the subway to Penn Station, and from there take a train that would take you to the Jersey side, and from there a bus would take you to the mega entertainment center that will be called the American Dream Mall. Anyone who would do any serious shopping, of course, would obviously drive a car or SUV there so that they can pack it full of stuff. But this place, my brother tells me, is one serious hangout. It's so big it has three separate 24-screen theaters. And he counted nine of those kiosks where you can get your phone screen fixed after you cracked it, which apparently is a thing that I didn't know existed in such numbers because I have never damaged my phone. My brother said he went to a club once in Manhattan and he must have seen a hundred people drop their phones. Most of them had them knocked out of their hands. Well, that explains a lot. My brother let me know that it was kind of empty because technically it was not open yet because all the retail stores were closed but the rides were open for business and the nine ninety nine for an all-day ride pass was too good to pass up, pardon the pun. Man, I said this place is going on my bucket list to visit when that eventually starts. One day, don't worry. I'm going to get that caddy. I'm going to get my little ride buddy, my little dog, and I am going to see this country. But not yet. Anyway, that's your Rodriguez report for the week. After a moment of silence, my brother said to me, scratch that place off your list. Why? He asked me if I've ever heard of Amazon.com. Of course, who hasn't? He reminded me that when the microwave in the Bronx apartment finally broke down, that he and my sister both appreciated me buying one for them and having it delivered to the house. Then he asked where I got it from. Well, I, after thinking, I said, well, I got it from BestBuy.com. Well, I saw where he was going. I asked him, do you think this Mega Mall will fail? He said, Papo, this place won't even be there in five years. Hi, you're about to listen to a podcast that my stepdad works really hard on. If you're easily offended, you could do other things like listen to music, do yard work, or stare at the road on your way to work. However, if you like this, tell other people to listen. It's not that hard, people. I'm 14, and I get it. Come on, man. and salutations and welcome to a solo steve episode of the saga of steve rogers my name's tom and i'm glad to have you here if you're here for the first time where have you been holy crap welcome but holy crap um there's a lot of episodes behind this so if you're interested you enjoy this episode and you're like all right let's see what this fucking guy's been doing uh, how he got the episode uh 
260 whatever go back to the archive saga of steverogers.com click on the archive at the top you can also uh go back and read the blog fuck i forget about the blog every once in a while this all started as a blog um the saga of steve rogers started as a blog well saga of steve rogers started from me running from a filipino prostitute but that's a story for another day i've told it a bunch of times so if you're new and you haven't heard it cool keep listening i'll tell it again if you've heard it already you're like ah let's see if he's lying let's see if he changes any of the fucking pieces no none of the pieces will change unless it's just me forgetting shit in the wrong order but no it totally happened i don't lie about my stuff too many too many stories that are actually true and i have to make up shit that isn't um if you are listening you're like afterwards you're like hey uh it sounds like a cool thing. I'd like to do this. I'd like to check it out. I'd like to be part of the show. I think I have a great story to tell. So my business card that I give out to people says, everybody has a story and I want to hear yours. And that's really how this this evolved. The blog was just about me and it was about me going through divorce and single life and fucking whack-ass people and just insanity, um, adult babies. And I became kind of a baby adult but i i grew a lot and blah 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 but the blog was telling the story of uh, me becoming single in my uh 40s and the evolution i was going through the transformation hence the transformer tattoos um and the the things that were happening things i was seeing like i was like man adults are really fucking sick like some of the shit women were doing and guys were doing and the way people were acting and I was like oh my lord I, I never I, I guess I was sheltered because I was married and then married and wasn't out there in that single world of of people um, people are fucked up but either way so the blog became the podcast and lots of stories in the past not sure where I was going with that the where we are now is today is April fucking Hey, Surrey, what's today's date? I don't know how I have the, why do I have the volume all the way down? You couldn't hear Surrey. Hey, Surrey, what's today's date again? It's Saturday, April 11th, 2020. And what time is it? Hey, Surrey, what time is it? It's 1123 a.m. It is 1123 a.m. And that's Arizona time. So I'm recording this. I finished with six episodes with Richard. Uh, Richard was um, the half-brother of a friend of mine who used to do podcasts. And he, yeah, I reached out on Facebook and said, hey, I'm looking for somebody who's in prison, not jail, but who, who may have been in prison or is in prison. And I want to talk to them about what it's really like. So um a lot of the things I wanted to ask, I didn't think Richard would have been open to. Like, we talked more about how he got there, and I may circle back with him. We've kind of established a relationship now. I may circle back in a little while. I kind of need to cleanse the palate from Richard for a while because it was a lot of uh, deep diving into Richard's story. Didn't expect it to be six full episodes and... His mom and his daughter and his father are all contemplating coming on and telling me how, you know, Richard's life and all the 
shit choices he's made and some of the good choices, like he's had kids and some of those good choices have shit choices because he had kids, but wasn't there for kids. So, um, but how his choices impacted them and still continue to impact them. Um, so looking forward to doing that in a little while, but I kind of needed to, to cleanse the palate. We're in this COVID-19 non-communal lockdown world. It's really, uh, Let's say it's fucked up. It's it's not awesome. Not just because people are getting sick and dying. That's obviously never a good thing, and that's awesome. That's awful. Not awesome. It's really horrible. But the way things are changing, like I have nine kids total. Two don't live at home. The oldest one is twenty two. She's not a kid, but moved back at home after college. Uh, 18, almost 19 year old boy. He, you know, graduated high school, goes to college. He's here. Neither one of them are really impacting this in a big way. I mean, other than the fact that when they would normally go out and fuck off and do their own shit, now they can't, they really can't go anywhere. Um, but having the two, two foster kids that we're working through the adoption process on, not be able to go to daycare has been kind of a struggle. Um, they don't understand, you know, it's hard to, hard to explain a global pandemic. I, I mean, you can tell a 12 year old, 13 year old, 16 year old, you know, they, they kind of understand when they see it on the news and they see the change in society. Like you go to go drive past a restaurant and they see, you know, big signs, don't fucking come in here, you know, go somewhere, you get your food and go back home. So, I mean, there's changes that they can physically understand and they can kind of emotionally understand the impact somewhat. I mean, teenagers, but a, a three-year-old who just became four during this pandemic and the five-year-old don't really get it. It's hard for them. Like the, the four-year-old, um, we had this big-ass birthday scheduled for him. We had, you know, booked a place and had all these invitations, special made. He loves dinosaurs we had these dinosaur invitations and um all the kids from his daycare were going to come and we were going to have the other half of the family the the adopted his birth family a bunch of them we maintained contact with and we were going to have them come and it was going to be really special because you know Quite honestly, we don't know if he's ever had a special birthday. We don't know if he's ever had a birthday fucking party. So we wanted to make it really special. We did the same thing for his sister, May, in November when she had her birthday party. But we don't know if, you know, we didn't know if they ever had a Christmas. So we kind of went overboard on Christmas. It's his birthday, and we planned this big-ass birthday. And he kept going back and forth. I want Chuck E. Cheese. I want a bounce house. I want this. I want that. I want a karate birthday, whatever it was. And so we finally narrowed down a place, and then... We had to cancel and never invited anybody. And, you know, it's kind of hard for, I mean, I don't know if it's hard for him. It was hard for me because we had to cancel his party. And I was, I was kind of living vicariously through my son the way my dad never did with me. I was really looking forward to it. Like I was with the girl, but the boy is the boy. And, you know, he walks around in Captain America shirts and we, you know, watch Power Rangers. He's like, he'll see the bad guys come on the screen. He'll just go under his breath. He'll go, bad guys. And I'm fucking, that makes me laugh so much in my soul. Like it gives me happiness and joy to know that 
he looks at them with that disdain, but also comedically, just like bad guys. Like I don't know. That's me. When I was a kid, I used to sit there and watch Batman and Robin. I'm sorry, just Batman, the 1966 shitty Batman show every day before I went to elementary school. I mean, that's me. So I was really looking forward to him having this birthday and making it special for him. And, you know, we will still, once the world writes itself, whatever the new right looks like. Um, but, you know, it kind of sucked. His birthday had to be canceled and didn't get to do the things we wanted. And, you know, it, it was it was kind of kind of disappointing so no school no daycare so the older kids that usually go to school they're out of school we're in arizona they've canceled school for the rest of the year canceling school is um, a really weird way of putting it because they all have online school so i was thinking about this originally like we're lucky that we have amy's working from home amy's always worked from home I'm working from home, and I'll talk more about that in a little bit. So I have my laptop. She has her laptop. Uh, our 22-year-old daughter, Ashley, her work st- sent her to work from home, so she's working from home. Alex, the 18, almost 19-year-old, is in his little disgustingly smelling teenage dungeon of dank sweat, armpit, and whatever funk that smell is that they exude, playing video games or, or whatever else he's doing online on don't really want to look at his search history ever. But the internet's already being gobbled up in huge pieces. Then you have a four-year-old and a five-year-old. They need to have some kind of interaction. They can, you can't just go, all right, go sit down and watch TV. They can't sit there and watch TV all day. It's, just, it's, not, it's not physically possible. It's not within their ability to do it. You can't blame them for not being able to do it, but it's just not possible to go, okay, go sit there and watch TV. I've got shit to do. Like, They'll, they'll start slapping each other, pushing each other, or throwing stuff at each other. And, it's, it, you know, they'll argue during the worst possible time. You're on a conference call, and it's like, smack, smack. And you're hearing Power Rangers and fighting and ninja. It's, you'll, they'll just make loud noise and interrupt stuff. And so it's just not awesome. But then you have the girls that are still school-age girls. They need access to the internet. How many fucking computers are we supposed to have in the house? And are we supposed to have, you know, the internet that the White House has, like where it's Godspeed internet? Like there's only so much that can go through and come back. And the online school isn't just, hey, we're going to send you a PDF. We're going to send you a document. You print it out and or you could do it on, on the Google app and, t- you know, type in your answer and then send it back to the teacher. It's video conferencing, it's chats, it's more shit that's eaten up the internet. And there's only so much we can do. We don't have enough computers for everyone to be doing it at the same time. So it's another thing that has to be parsed out. It's like Amy has to make a schedule. Like, okay, you'll get up, you'll do this. This person will have the computer for the first hour and a half and they have an hour and a half to get their stuff done and blah, 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 blah. Then you have to pass to the other person. This one's going to use the iPad because theirs is mostly not online video chats and it's mostly watching streaming videos from YouTube and whatever. It's like there's iPads and laptops and keyboards and shit just everywhere. Like the whole house is now even more disconnected while we're more connected physically than than possible than we've ever been. They're disconnected because they're all in their own little electronic universe. They're all face buried in some form of electronic and some of it's work and some of it's fucking TikTok videos or some YouTube air quote celebritard, um, celebrity, whatever. And, and then, you know, just 
it's it's not the easiest thing in the world. Um, my the the reason why I'm home, the the place that I work, I work for a bank, and I work at the call center. Immediately, people that weren't call center employees at the bank and most big employers did the same thing. We're like, find a way to get this person to work from home. Well, I manage a team of people in a call center. Doesn't lend itself to me being at home and them being in the call center. It's really hard to manage. Problem is I have a compromised immune system for a good number of different, different issues I've talked about. I have diabetes and I have high blood pressure and I have just, there's, there's a, you know, a bunch of genetic thank yous to my parents um, that that I have and I work through and I live with every day, but they make it so if I come into contact with this virus, it's going to be a lot worse than if I was the same age, but didn't have all these, these hurdles, these, these um, predisp- predisposition, that was the wrong word these pre-existing conditions that make it harder to fight back. Like I was watching Joe Rogan talk about COVID and he was talking about they were getting ready to do UFC fight. Um, Surrey just told us it's the 11th of April. So they were going to do a UFC fight at an Indian reservation because the Indian reservation is technically not U.S. soil. And the president saying, you know, no sporting events, no gatherings of anything. The UFC was like, well, fuck it. We'll get Indians to do it. Indians are on, <coughs> excuse me, Indian ground. Government doesn't tell them what to do. Government can suggest to them what to do. And so they were still going to do a UFC fight. And while he was doing the, the podcast, the show ended up getting canceled. But the, the UFC got pressured from ESPN and Disney, who both don't want you know, people suing them when somebody gets sick because they're in a UFC event. Not They weren't going to have fans. I think it was going to be closed. But um, the fighters, the teams, the, all the all the people working the UFC, the camera people, and whatever, the staff, somebody gets sick and then they're going to sue them. And so the parent companies, they have partnerships with both of those companies, uh, decided to pressure him not to do it. But what Joe was saying is like, fuck it. He goes, I was like 75%. Yes. He goes, I hadn't decided 100% I was going to do it. Joe, if you don't know, Joe Rogan is the commentator for the UFC pay-per-views. Um, and he said, you know, I was like 75%. Yes. I was going to do it because he goes, fuck it. I'm in, I'm in amazing shape. I work out every day. I take a million supplements. I, you know, my immune system like punches the shit out of, you know, knocks shit out of my body all the time. Like, sure, that's great for Joe Rogan and great for a lot of the UFC fighters. But there are people who are also in pretty good shape that have gotten sick and nearly died. Um, if you don't know who he is, there's a comedian, Michael Yo. Um, he used to do radio in South Florida on Wow 100. Um, Michael Yo, he used to do a podcast with uh, Joe Coy. It was the Yo and Joe show. Uh, but he caught coronavirus, you know, really good shape. He's not a UFC fighter, but, I mean, he's in really good shape. He works out a lot. He's really good. And he was in the hospital for 10 days and almost died. He ended up fighting it off. But if I catch it, I, it's not going to be good times. I, I don't don't want to be in the hospital for 10 days fighting for my life. So I was one of the first people to say, Hey guys, I, I don't think I can come into work anymore. 
I need to work from home and I'm working remote and I'm managing my team remote, which has its own set of hurdles, but working from home, not just the internet problems, I can seclude myself. I just go out to my studio, close the door, stay out here and, uh, and work. But it presents its own set of problems. Like I don't, you know, I get up in my pajamas, which is basically a gym, pair of gym shorts and a t-shirt, throw on a pair of flip-flops, walk out to the studio and just start working. Like, but I'll brush my teeth, brush my hair, taking a shower. Like it's working from home kind of creates a slovenly existence. I'm just not down with slovenly, but it's, it, it's not a bad thing, but it's easy to go from, Hey, I get up, you know, during the normal week, I get up, eat breakfast, feed the cats, make a cup of hot tea for myself, take a shower, get dressed, brush my teeth, listen to some podcasts, check my email, drive to work, put on clothes, you know, pair, pair of nice jeans and a polo shirt or a button down or whatever, go out and drive, go to the parking garage, go to the building, talk to people, blah, blah, blah. Now I wear, I, I haven't put on anything other than gym shorts and a t-shirt for almost a month now. And it feels really fucking weird. Like it just doesn't seem like, like it doesn't seem normal to me. People that do this all the time, uh, my hat's off to you, I guess. I, I guess it's awesome that you can live like this. I fucking hate it. Yeah, sorry about that. I had to pause and go pee. You're welcome. I would normally insert a toilet flushing sound effect, but... I just paused the mixer right where I was. Um, so, yeah, my immune system's fucked. So I was one of the first people not to be able to go into work. And it, it really is difficult managing a team through Skype and text message. And the company is now trying to get most of the employees to be able to work from home. So trying to manage using my personal phone number, my personal text messages to text and call people at home to check their work from home ability. Like I'm not, I, I don't like crossing the streams very much. And that sounds stupid because this podcast, I have a shit ton of people from the bank where I work on all the time. And we talk about, you know, our shared experiences and our not shared experiences. And so there's definitely a crossing of the, the, the two worlds in, in a lot of ways. But I don't want my employees to have my phone number. I don't want my personal access to be given to people that that are coworkers and and not not friends. Like I, I don't have a whole huge circle of friends. I have a very tight circle of friends. And giving up my personal information, like I know for sure, one hundred percent, when this shit's over, I'm changing my phone number because I don't want my phone number to be given to lots of people who I wouldn't normally have them give, you know, have them with my phone number. I just, I don't want people having that kind of access to me. And I'm not one of those like, Oh, they're going to, they're going to do this and that. I just, I don't want it. I, I don't want to get a, a, a message from one of my employees on my personal, in my personal world about work shit. Like, you can send an email to work. When I get to work, I'll read it and I'll deal with the work stuff at work. And I'm not, again, I'm not trying to be an asshole. If you're one of my employees and you're listening to this, I, I, I'm not, not, not thinking that people would do horrible things. It's just my way of, of putting on a suit and then I'm work Tom and taking off suit and I'm not work Tom. I don't even fucking own a suit. 
but there's two worlds and I want to keep them separate as much as possible. Even though I share so much of my personal life at work and my work life and with people at home, but I want to keep them separate in, in as much, in as much as possible. And so that I'm not a huge fan of that. The other thing that's been a huge change for me is food. Um, I like eating out. I enjoy my wife and I will once a week go on a date like, I'll just text her and like, hey, what's for dinner? Hey, tonight's leftovers. Hey, let's you and I go to X. You know, it doesn't need to be a fancy restaurant. We're not going to, you know, Ruth's Chris. It's, that would be fucking ludicrous because we have more kids than we could afford to take there. And so it's kind of shitty for us to go to a super expensive place. But it doesn't have to be a super expensive place. I'm not bougie. Like, I don't need to have crazy expensive food but hey let's go meet a blue 32 and i'm gonna have a cheesesteak and you're gonna have you know a burger and we're gonna eat their amazing french fries and look up at the tv and watch a little hockey and you know have a couple sodas and talk about our days and you know laugh about the funny shit and then like all right on the way home we'll stop at target pick up a couple things and then go home like that's a regular thing for us that's all over and I already miss that shit, like, big time. I miss the ability to just go, hey, Mom and I are going out for a little while. We're going to go to the whatever it is. We're going to go shopping. Like, now it's, all right, fuck. We have to go shopping. All right, let's make a list. We're going to do this like a like a, a Call of Duty game. Okay, we're going to deploy. You go here, here, here. Here's your four things. You take your card. I'll take my card. I'll get these four. We'll meet in the middle. If something else pops up, like, <laughs> it's a get the fuck in, get the fuck out. <laughs> it's like a visit to grandma's house when you're a kid. You're like, oh, can we just get in and get out? I don't want to be here. That's the way it is. You don't want to interact with people. The fucking weirdness. Like, I, I don't own a mask. <laughs> I don't know if I should be wearing a mask. Like, you see people with masks everywhere now. Like, in the, in the, in the pre-COVID days, PC, in the PC days... There was, you'd see somebody wearing a mask and you're like, what the fuck is that person got? Like, does that person have, you know, some kind of skin eating? Just like, what the fuck is, why are they wearing a mask in public? The only person that should be wearing a mask is on Grey's Anatomy or ER back in the day. It's like, you know, but you would occasionally see somebody then now they're everywhere. And, and then the people with masks, like look at you, like you're the fucking anomaly because you don't have a mask. The, <coughs> the jury's still out on whether ma- what a mask does anyway. Like my understanding, and I haven't done a shit ton of research. So if you're listening to this and I say this and you're like, you fucking moron, you're right. I am a fucking moron. But the the whole point of having a mask is so if you have germs, you're not spreading it to other people, not this homemade mask that I bought off fucking Etsy or this, you know, twofold bullshit that I put on my face and strapped around my head with hair ties is going to stop the coronavirus from getting in. It isn't. There's doctors that work in the emergency room and they're, they're wearing those, you know, the highest end filtering masks and they're getting the coronavirus so people walking around with the mask and then looking at you when you don't have a mask like oh they're the fatality they're the reason the disease is still spreading and they're the they're the problem why are they out why don't they just go home and stop it just stop first off none of us want to be out if you're out and you're just you know 
carousing in the world. What is your fucking problem? Like the whole point is go home. Let's let's stay home for as little as possible, but as long as we need to. Don't want to rush back to work. Like the president was like, you know, Easter's the deadline. I think everybody should be back to work by Easter. Well, Easter's fucking two days from now. No, tomorrow. Today's Saturday. Easter's tomorrow. And we ain't going back to work. It's just not, it's not happening. So the disease is still spreading. More deaths in the U.S. than anywhere else. Like we're number one. There's more people here than most countries that have, that have been infected obviously not china but china was kind of isolated in provinces and again if you're listening to this and going tom you don't fucking know anything i don't i swear i don't i'm not trying to sound like i do it's just it's weird when you go out and somebody coughs and everybody's fucking head turns now and you look at them you're like oh my god that's patient zero that guy just fucking spread covid let's all leave now like i feel it in my hair it's in my eyes like i can feel it everywhere no you don't I swear you don't, but we all do it. If you're out, you're at a Walmart, which is probably already covered in COVID anyway. I apologize. That's not true. It's not nice. Walmart might be a sponsor of mine someday. But somebody coughs and you look over at them, you know you're thinking the same thing. If somebody, if you're out anywhere and somebody hacks right now, just a deep like... <coughs> Everybody fucking stops. Everybody's like, I'm going to hold my breath. I'm not going to breathe it. Walk away. Walk away. I don't want to breathe it. I don't want to be anywhere near it. Like we all, we all react. Please. I miss eating out and I miss going to work. I miss seeing the people that I would see on a regular basis. Again, the same people who I'm like, I don't want them having my cell phone number. I miss the people I work with. I miss interacting with them, joking with them. Just the the camaraderie and the fuckery, like the, the things that I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe this person did this. I miss seeing those things because what I see now is the inside of my studio and then I go in the house and pee and get a drink and come back here and try to avoid... <sighs> Sorry, I had to get a drink. I try to avoid uh, being in the, the fuckery that is the inside of my house right now. Um, yeah, people with, people with masks, their self-righteousness, when they look at people without masks, they're like, oh, look at these people, they should, their statistics, they're gonna, yeah, and working from home sucks, like being remote, not being there where my people are, I, I physically can't be there, and I'm, I'm, I thank, thank the Lord that I have a job that, I haven't lost my job, I'm not financially impacted by this, um, in a big way, other than the kids are home, so people are eating more, and every two minutes is, I need a snack, I need a snack, I need a snack. And things that would be dinner are now snacks throughout the day because nobody asks before they take stuff anymore. And like it's just, that's the financial impact. But I'm also saving money because I haven't driven my car in a couple of weeks. I mean, I'll drive to Home Depot because I got to, my, my wife has decided that, uh, COVID time is home improvement time. So every two seconds, there's another, uh, you know, you know what we should do? I was thinking whenever my wife just says, you know, <clears throat> I was thinking and I, in my head and sometimes even out loud, I go, oh, fuck. Here it comes. Well, you know, how we have that problem with this. I'm like, nope. 
Didn't really realize it was a problem. Wasn't a problem for me. So it's not a we problem. It's a you problem. But how can I assist? And that's usually what happens is, you know, the sink in the downstairs bathroom has got a crack in the porcelain. Like, is it leaking? No, but okay, moving on. Like, (laughs) that's mostly that's guy thinking. And if you're a guy and you're listening to this, you're like, you don't speak for me. All right, you're right. I speak for me. I would look at that cracked porcelain in that in that sink downstairs and go, huh, why is that water staying in there? That's pretty cool. Moving on. Never would think, all right, I've got to repair that. I've got to replace that. Not repair it because repair, that seems like, ooh, we're going to keep something that's broken. Has to be replaced because it has a crack in the porcelain, which is not leaking. Did I say it again? Not leaking at all. But, and you know, we could fix the problem that we've had with storage in that downstairs bathroom because it's just a pedestal sink. Like it doesn't have drawers underneath and it doesn't have a, a, a vanity. Is that the word? Yeah, vanity. Uh, it doesn't have a vanity on it. I'm like, who cares? It's it's the room when we're sitting at the table playing cards or playing Monopoly or playing a board game or just hanging out watching TV that people run in there, pee, and get out. It's not like... That's the master bathroom, and you know that's I'm the master, and that's my fucking bathroom. It's the it's the room where people run in and pee and get the fuck out of real quick. It's not a shower. It's not a real bathroom. It's a pee room. Unfortunately, people do take a deuce there, and then that then you run in there to pee, and you're like, oh, this is what we had for dinner yesterday. That was the first home improvement project. Then it was, you know. You know what I think we should do with all these cat litter boxes, the the litter boxes, the litter box problem, which, again, I didn't realize we had a litter box problem, but I guess I kind of did. But the solution was to make these little pedestals, little stages for the litter box and then take the litter boxes, which were uh, three of them were in our bathroom. We have a, a huge master bath and we have a tub, which neither one of us are tub people. If you're sitting at home going, I I love to lay in the tub and just sit there and light some candles and have my Chardonnay and think about my life. And you're laying in your own dirt. And when the water gets really warm and you have to pee, you know, you don't get up and go pee in the toilet. You pee in your own water and you just sit there in your own pee, dirt, water. Yeah, nasty. I hate baths. I used to have to take baths as a kid and I hated them. They don't relax me. Get off my soapbox. So we don't use the the bathtub. I created a uh, a platform that sat across the tub, and we had three litter boxes on there. And the litter pellets, when the pellets come out, they would sit on the ledge, and sometimes they would go in the toilet, you know, to the the um, tub, and easy to clean, kind of self contained. But then, honestly, every time you go in the bathroom, you're smelling piss and shit, and you know, you're constantly the only one that's going to clean it because it's in your room. And so I get that there was a, quote, litter box problem. But the solution was, all right, so you're going to go to Home Depot. You're going to buy a bunch of wood. You're going to plan this out. You're going to plot it out. You're going to cut the wood. You're going to put it all together. And then they'll be done. Okay. (coughs) I apologize for the coughing, and I apologize for the drink I'm about to take, but I've got a little cough thing. No, it's not COVID. I did get tested, by the way. Um, 
And uh, yeah, I'm going to take a drink. So hold on. You can listen here. Hold on. <sighs> uh, excuse me. I don't know if you could hear that water going down. Ice cold. The ice cubes clinking against the stainless steel Saga of Sea Rogers cup. Oh, they're beautiful. So the, the cat litter pedestals, I made one, two, three, four of those, and we split litter boxes all around the house. It has helped because I no longer have to clean, be the only one to clean, but I still end up being the only one to clean them. They're just not in my bathroom, so I don't see them. It's like when I go to go out to the studio, I walk past the one in the laundry room, and it's filled with cat shit. Or I go to take the dog outside, and I walk in the the door in our bedroom that leads to the outside patio and clean that one because nobody else cleans. So I'm still the cat shit scooper. It doesn't matter if they're all in one place or another, but I, I guess not having all that shit smell in one place makes it better. Like I... I like the way the little pedestals came out, but that was home improvement project number two. Home improvement project number three was a proposed project. It's um, not really for the home. It's just for the studio. So I have this wire rack in my studio. Uh, I'll try to remember to take a picture of it and put it with the show notes for this, but it's got a bunch of toys, on a whole bunch of pop figures and stuffed animals. I have a, a stuffed animal that Amy bought me for Christmas one year. Um, I listened to Adam Carolla religiously, and Adam was always talking about people with their emotional support animals. And he kept talking about getting a pelican and having that be his emotional support animal. And he's like, I'll get on a plane, and I'll take Gilligan, my emotional support pelican, and we'll get on that plane and fuck people because they can't do anything about it. I got a a uh, emotional support placard on my Pelican that Dr. Drew, who's an actual doctor signed off on. So fuck him. I'm taking my emotional support Pelican Gilligan on the planes. And so I told Amy that story and for Christmas, she got me a stuffed Pelican and actually went online and got a emotional support placard for the Pelican. And it's engraved with the name Gilligan. There's a whole bunch of toys, transformers. My nephew went to Japan uh, probably about a year ago, and I had him pick me up a couple of Japanese Transformers and uh, Japanese Captain America figures. There's a bunch of toys in here, and I'm actually, because I'm doing this solo, I usually grab one of the toys and bring it over and put it next to me. So I'm actually doing today's podcast talking to Cheetor from the Transformers cartoon Beast Wars. It's the only surviving Beast Wars toy I had. I used to have a shit ton of them. Um, and when times got lean, I sold them on eBay and made a bunch of money selling them off when they were still hugely popular. And now I look back at what I sold them for and what I could get for them now and wish I hadn't sold them. But either way. So <clears throat> Amy came in the studio and was like, you have this big empty wall over here, a huge section on the wall that's empty. And the studio's just cluttered. So she's telling me how she, you know, what we could do to make this, move this, move this, make it just a studio. Because right now, or before, a couple days ago, I had my uh, toolbox in here, and it's a huge rolling toolbox, like I work for Snap-on, or I'm a fucking mechanic in a garage. And there's home, there's piles of home improvement stuff. There's carpeting, and there's a table saw, and miter like just saws and home improvement shit that I've needed for various projects. There's 
pictures that I haven't hung up on the wall yet. And there's pictures on the wall that I should probably take down. And so she's like, we should just do this. Now's the time to do this. So I'm building shelves to put all the toys that are on that wire rack. Take that wire rack out of here because it takes up space and it's all cluttered and you can't see stuff. So I'm going to put some shelves on the walls and display out all the toys and stuff like that. So that's project number two three it actually kind of got put on hold because it's for me and i'm not huge making it a huge priority home improvement project number four going into the master bathroom we have a huge opening and there's not a door there and we now have tiny children who don't get the concept of don't come running into our room ask permission before you come into the room and we're getting there with that but um, one of the reasons, so Amy wanted to build like a barn door type thing, but not all the way to the roof. Cause it's a huge, our ceilings are probably nine feet, maybe, maybe bigger than that. It seems like a larger opening than the average doorway. Um, well, it's not, there's no, it's not framed out for a door, so it does go all the way to the roof. So it's pretty high. And I was, I didn't want to put a farm door thing going across there. They're super expensive and it didn't look like something I had the ability to do myself. So I built like a half door and installed that to keep cats and dogs and everybody from being in our, our bathroom area. Cause they would go in there cause now there's no litter boxes and then go, oh, there's no litter box here. I'll just pee on the floor. The dogs would pee on the floor in the past because they would smell the pee from the litter boxes and go, Oh, this is where we all pee. I guess. Cause they would see Amy and I pee and poop. And so one of our dogs is super old. She's 16. And, uh, she won't go outside anymore. She's decided the only way she's going outside is if you pick her up and take her. So um, she'll go in there and just shit or piss on our bathroom floor. And so it was really revolting having to constantly mop it and whatever. So we built this door to to go across there. And it's uh, it's still a work in progress. It looks really nice. Came out really nice. Have a couple uh, design issues that I need to work out. But this COVID 19 has become home improvement 19, I guess 20 now because it's 2020. Um, I've also gone back to being a video game guy. Years ago, I had an Xbox 360 and I traded in the Xbox 360 for an Xbox One. And then the kids co-opted it when I moved in here. I never got to play. I got pissy about it. So I was like, fuck it, I'm not going to play anyway. I never could get a controller. Amy bought me a controller. Like, here's your own controller. She can stop crying. Use it whenever you want. Play the game whenever you want. It's yours. Tell them to get off and blah, blah, blah. But I stopped playing because, A, kids have nothing but time to play video games. So there would be games that I'm like, I really want to play that game. And they would play it 100 times more than me. And then I would go to play it the one time when I wanted to play and they would just sit there and watch me and go, you really suck at this or here, I'll show you how to do it. Or let's, I'll play against you. We'll play like Mortal Kombat or uh, there's a DC universe fighting game called injustice or injustice Two, And I'd go, you have to fight against somebody else. I fight one of the kids and I'm like, she's fucking nine. Like I'm going to smoke her wrong. And so I just got, I was like, fuck it. I don't even want to play. And then the Xbox just sat there for a long time. Kids stopped playing it. So we took it to, GameStop traded it in. Um, and now that I'm home, I'm like, well, I can't go anywhere. I can't. 
you know, I, I can't go do anything. I can't go on Saturday like, all right, fuck it. You guys are all here. Cool. I'm going to go to the movies. I'm going to go see a movie. There's no movies coming out. And there's no, quote, go to the movies. There's no go anywhere. So went and bought an Xbox, bought some games back in the same conundrum of, you know, now I have a, a three-year-old or a four-year-old or the five-year-old beating my ass in, in justice, like doing the same move over and over. Like if, if you're listening to this and you're a passive gamer or whatever, and you're fighting against somebody in a fighting game and they do the same move where they just shoot you from a distance with their 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 energy weapon or they just sit there and do the same kick maneuver a million times and you're like, fucking hit a different button. Why? I'm beating you. You're right. You're beating me. And it makes me frustrated. It makes me want to smack you because you're four or smack the controller out of your hand, slam it against the wall and go, my controller, like be super petty. Like already I'm becoming that super petty video gamer who gets his ass beat by the kids. Um, there's lots of movies that I've watched because movie studios have gone to releasing movies direct to video quicker. Either they were in the theater when this COVID shit happened or um, they had been in the theater just recently before that and they you know, had done their theater run and they were going to come out on video in like two or three months. They've just put them all out right away. So there's movies that I would not have gone and seen in the theater that I've watched and I'm like, oh, that was, that was, I mean, I'm glad I didn't go to the theater to see it. I'm glad I watched it streaming online, but um, lots of movies I wouldn't normally have seen and then movies I wanted to see, but didn't see in the theater. Like I still don't really want to watch. I don't know. Um, what else did I want to talk about? People with masks and the looks they give you when you don't have one. You know, I'm wondering if I should wear a mask. Like I know that I have the compromised immune system and a, a real mask would probably be a good thing to wear. But I also don't I don't want to be one of those people. I don't want to become the guy behind the mask looking at people and like judging people. I, I don't know because I look at those people and I automatically assume judgment. I don't know if somebody else, if, if I'm the only one, maybe I'm the only one. But I feel like I should be wearing a mask to kind of protect myself even though I know, I guess it's a psychological thing. It's if I wear it, I'm somewhat protected. If I don't wear it, I have zero protection. There's no protection whatsoever. Like, do I need a mask? Do I want a mask? <sighs> Fuck, I don't know. Amy made made a couple masks. She was watching a video online, and she didn't go ahead of time and say, okay, let me let me measure this against your face. She just made it and went, here, put it on. And I was like, well, it either covers the, my chin, so it seals the gap around my face, and then the top of my nose is sticking out, or I pull it up over my nose, and then the... You know, it'll, it'll cover my mouth, but then there's two areas where my the tip of my chin pushes the mask forward. There's two areas where the outside air is going underneath. I was like, you didn't you didn't measure this. You just went YOLO. And she kind of got a little upset and was like, fucking gave it to somebody else who wanted a mask. And that was the end of homemade masking. Um, so I don't know if I should buy a mask if I want to be that guy. And then if you buy a mask, you do like, like I've seen people with just a regular you know, hospital mask. And then I've seen people that got all super creative. They're like, oh, I've got a Star Wars mask. Here's my Batman mask. Or blah, 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 blah. Like getting all kinds of, uh, you know, their personality in the mask or like a skeleton 
like I've seen them on Facebook for years, and I'm like, who the fuck buys this stuff? Now I know who buys them. There's people in Chandler, Arizona, like walking around with a full face mask that goes from underneath your eyes all the way covering your chin, and it's like a like like an extended uh, turtleneck thing, but it's got a skeleton white painted on the front of it. And I'm like, who the fuck are you? What are you doing? And you're the one that bought that off Facebook, huh? All right, well, good for you. Anyway, that's all I've got. I've been rambling for about 45 minutes. I hope everybody that's listening is doing well. I hope you're finding a way to not lose your mind. I feel like I'm losing my mind a little bit being in here. Um, I break the the quarantine, you know, every couple days and go out and hit a Pokemon stop, go hit a Poke stop or go, you know, drive through a place and get, you know, fast food just so I can still feel like me and get away from the house where I'm not stuck here 24 seven. But I hope you're finding a way to stay somewhat sane. And, and I just hope and pray that this, know this virus that's that's killing so many is not going to impact people you know and love and think about the people that it is impacting and just keep them in your thoughts the doctors and nurses and healthcare people that are out there the people that are cleaning the places where you and I used to work and and coming in contact to all the filth that other people leave behind like just anybody who still has to work during this who does who or who has lost their job I mean, somebody who was a waitress. There's no fucking waitresses anymore, and you're not going to go in there for two twelve an hour and make food to hand out to people, and we're not going to tip you if you're handing me food through the window of my door, going to a restaurant, so i got to bring it home and clean my own shit. And so, like, there's a whole, and I'm just picking one job. Like, there's so many people that are laid off and financially impacted. Like, the number of unemployment claims is astro fucking and it makes sense if i owned a small business let's say i owned a, a, a comic book store or a podcast company or whatever and i had three employees fuck we would have to lay them off i couldn't afford to pay people not to work and you can't sell comic books from your house while there's a storefront where you have people have to come get it like just think think about the small businesses that are going to like our, our world economy is going to change. Like our whole world is going to change by this virus and by us not taking it seriously early enough. Um, it's not quite Stephen King's The Stand yet, um, but I'm keeping my eye out. So I'm, <laughs> I'm watching, watching for, uh, yeah, watching for The Stand to happen. Uh, I love you guys. Thanks for listening. I uh, appreciate you indulging me in my my COVID brain drippings. Um, send me an email. Send me your thoughts. If there's uh, something on your mind, steve at sagaofsteverogers.com. As always, this is a fan-supported website. Again, it's tough times, and most of my patrons fell off, and I get it. If you're listening and you're you're thinking, like, I'm judging you for doing it, no, I'm not. Fuck, this is difficult times, man. I get it. If you come back, awesome. If you don't come back, awesome too. I appreciate any of the support you gave me. But if you're you're listening and you're like, I can afford five bucks, I'll send this guy five bucks a month for a couple months and help help him keep it all running. Patreon.com slash Saga of Steve Rogers is a way to give back to the show. Uh, $2, $5, $10, whatever, whatever you can afford. And there's different tiers and different giveaways and different thanks to 
people for supporting the show. Appreciate it. Uh, share the show. Tell people about the show. If you like it, awesome. Tell people about it. If you don't like it, awesome. Tell people you, you don't like it. Uh, love you guys. Thank you for everything you do. Susu Studio, live long and prosper. Make better choices. Get better results. Uh, coronavirus has nothing to do with the Mexican beer. Just saying, motherfuckers. Thanks for listening. Bye. Figured out me.